0: Hello and welcome to Burstable, live on CAMFM. I'm Michael Pintero and back from the USA is my co-host Chris Moten. Hello. Liver than usual.
1: Liver than has been the custom.
0: (laughs) Yes. And also joining us this week is our, our guest, Jonathan Cairns. Hello. Now we're going to be talking about the weird news from the past week. And in our first section we are going to be talking about two stories involving methods of transportation. Firstly, we're going to start with a Coast Guard helicopter pilot who has been suspended um, because he took a bit of a a personal trip uh, on the side of his Coast Guarding duties in the helicopter. He actually went to to a butcher's in Orkney to pick up some meat flying the uh, Coast Guard helicopter. Now it
1: should be pointed out that this was a farm butcher, so he did land in a, a meadow rather than on top of a shop, which is about the same size as the helicopter. In he sort of maybe strimming like the uh, the sign of the neighbouring shop or like some, some nearby hedges or something, and then sort of going in off the roof. No, no, it was a it, 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 he la- landed in a, a meadow and and purchased. A, I believe it was some uh, some Orkney beef. Is is, is that right?
0: Uh, What I particularly like is a description. Apparently there was a clip of this on YouTube, and this is how they found out about it. But uh, this has been removed, so we can't actually see it. But uh, the description on the news story actually suggests that it it showed two crew getting out of the helicopter and walking over to a group of butchers who handed over the bag (laughs) of Orkney beef. That's, like, leading me to wonder whether this is, like, some sort of really dodgy dealing going on and Orkney beef is just some sort of (laughs) prison slang.
2: Some sort of euphemism.
1: Presumably if it was, then it went wrong, because they did get beef. (laughs) So they might have negotiated a dodgy deal, but what went down was a straightforward deal.
0: (laughs) Yeah, yeah, that must be really annoying if you're... uh, if, if you ever have to, like, set up some sort of illegal enterprise... I there are loads of criminals who try and do that... And try and use some code word... And then and, and, and they actually get to the drop-off point... And exchange their stolen gold bullion... <laughs> when I weapon. said
1: I wanted a Hampshire Five... I didn't mean you literally wanted me to... Uh, wanted to bring me the top five batting order of the Hampshire cricket <laughs> team... I honestly have no idea what to do with these guys now... I mean, there's only five of them... I can't actually play them as a... Oh, this is terrible... <laughs> Why didn't I ask for a Hampshire eleven? Right. That, yeah, I mean that's a different euphemism. That would've got you different crime.
2: But yeah, you should or, work or the, the entire Hampshire cricket team. You should work the sort of the slang around these misunderstandings, really, shouldn't you? <laughs> yeah, I'd like a thousand million pounds. Oh yeah, okay. So even if it goes wrong. Yeah, you, that's all right. <laughs>
0: <laughs> You're just asking for more accuracy accuracy in slang to event Well no, it doesn't have to be accurate, it just, just has to be something, something beneficial.
1: Yeah, something else you'd also be happy with. You know, so <laughs> if you've got a slang for like a particularly devilish cocktail, then make it a slang. You make the slang like pie and chips. So <laughs> if they turn it with pie and chips, yeah, like, all right, sorted. Pie and chips, <laughs> excellent. <laughs> Could I now have a nasty cocktail, please? And then they turn it, <laughs> they turn it with another pie
0: and chips. It's like, damn it. <laughs> <laughs> that that, that uh, you kind of like equivocating? I don't mean equivocating. Equivalenting, saying that saying that a pie and Equivalent. chips and. And a nasty cocktail might somehow be equivalent to your if, if well, you in that situation in op- slang space. I'm saying there might be
1: opposites in slang space that the you know the, the the slang for A is B and the slang for B is A. Where A in this case is pie and chips, and B in this case is is you know the, the intergalactic goggle blaster, or whatever that thing's called. <laughs> I, don't,
2: I don't think this is convenient enough, frankly. I think butchers should be going out in the helicopters dropping the meat from it and uh, <laughs> distributing it over. Yeah, the yeah it, it is one of those things where
0: you normally expect the proprietor of a business to go the extra mile for their customers, whereas here it appears that exactly the opposite has happened. <laughs> and uh, it says, The butcher at the centre of the incident, who was not named, said he was horrified that the pilot had
2: been suspended. Yeah, well, he's lost a customer, hasn't he? <laughs> <laughs> it's not surprising he's horrified. Hang on, so
1: when he says he's horrified that the pilot has been suspended, the pilot was flying a helicopter at the time, right? It's, uh, he's yeah. in one of the few positions where he can be both literally suspended and, and also suspended. So we, we should be clear about this for the listeners.
2: They sort teach you to use your helicopter
1: for yeah. bad purposes? What I'm saying is, is the Coast Guard standard, pilot, standard punishment for abuse of the helicopters being <laughs> y- being keel-hauled, essentially? <laughs> but, but keel-hauled with a helicopter. Well, in no. air! Yeah. <laughs> well, keel-hauling is when you're hauled under the boat, isn't it? I'd to imagine-
0: scrape along all, all the bottom bits of the boat and all the, the all barnacles, the barnacles in, stuck to the boat in and the, the sandpaper.
1: Keel. Yeah. <laughs> Whereas, I, I was imagining there'd be another pirate punishment where you get towed behind the boat and, and that would be the equivalent of this. Which is, I suppose actually that sounds quite relaxing depending on the warmth of the sea. Much less relaxing for a helicopter pilot so it would be a legitimate...
0: Well, I'd, 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 I'd assume that they, su- they would suspend you in such a way that there wasn't actually any chance of you falling. They're not exactly going to punish people in their business by going, oh, we're just going to hang you off the helicopter and then we're going to go into a bit of a dive. Oh, will you fall off? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> you might go splat. <laughs> I, th- I <laughs> that's think that's precisely th- what they'd say. You might go splat. <laughs> I think that's actually the law in Texas. <laughs> well, controversial as as, as 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 the one member <laughs> of, of um the the crew who have actually been in america <laughs> recently can you elaborate on that chris
1: does uh, this happen in texas so as it turns out seattle is a really long way from texas <laughs> i oh. i was baffled as well I I, just, I I sort of walked out for a pint of milk and thought i fancy texan milk today <laughs> kept her on walking <laughs> thousands of miles literally thousands of miles takes months
2: yeah the proclaimers are very misleading aren't they with their songs well no <laughs> because the, the proclaimers say that they would walk 500 miles but
1: they don't say that that would be quick you know they, 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 that <laughs> I would walk 500 miles and that will take till next Tuesday now that's not that's not how it goes so no
0: I think the, the proclaimers informed us in neither direction fair enough <laughs> um, the, apparently the, the aircraft was previously engaged in a training exercise um, but it was operating a non-revenue flight at the time of the incident in question
2: Hmm. Because the Coast Guard often go out and collect revenue with the yeah their, what, their what would have been their revenue stream? Oh, I guess they they would have to do fundraising type charity things, wouldn't they? Yeah. I suppose you know you turn up at a fundraising event and there's a fire engine there and you're five years old, so you're like wow, it's like a <laughs> fire engine, it's red, yeah, a hose.
1: I don't think that's how the fire brigade is funded. <laughs>
2: <laughs> five year olds. <laughs>
1: I think the Coast Guard very much gets paid for the same way as, as the police and so on. They, they don't have to sort of scratch a crust by by showing off in beaches and going, who wants to play in the helicopter? Who wants to get bow-hauled? <laughs> as apparently I'm going to call the punishment. Who wants some beef?
0: Because <laughs> uh, I didn't want to have some, but now I do, so... <laughs> Oh, actually, I believe that the in the new Postman Pat, there's a whole there's a computer generated oh. Postman Pat now, and he has a helicopter for special deliveries.
2: Really?
0: So the, 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 this is obviously um, a sign that the Coast Guard could actually branch out a bit and perhaps go into uh, deliv- delivering post and packages and uh, <laughs> foodstuffs. I mean, if you could if you could like go online, do your shopping online, and have a, a helicopter airdrop it. <laughs> like perhaps down down the chimney like at christmas uh, yeah they, they could drop it down there with a the little because um, i mean all, all holocaust guard training it'd be brilliant because they they they, they 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 can go on the harness and come down with your bags of shopping <laughs> <laughs> new revenue stream that would be a revenue flight. I'm being That's, met with deadly silence, you'd to get, that yeah, sounds yeah, terrifying. <laughs>
1: <Okay. laughs> you need th- to get your chimney enlarged, I think. You know, you'd know you'd, you find, <laughs> find people had the, had the newfangled double-decker chimney that permitted a man with two Tesco's bags to go <laughs> down the chimney without without just kind of going... <laughs> and ending up at the bottom of it with a dozen smashed eggs and tomato puree on, on their Coast Guard jacket and going, <laughs> well, here is what was once your shopping... <laughs> um, <laughs>
0: why not okay Nick's the whole like Going down a chimney idea. Well, they could they could like pass it in through a window, like while while they're dangling from the helicopter or something. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Perhaps it could. it could be in like in a particularly dangerous area of the country. You don't want to open your front door <laughs> to anyone. You could just get it <laughs> passed through well, the window. But well, you're happy yeah. to open your window? So. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, yeah, I, uh, I, cause, 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 yeah. Because yeah, you, you can see if there's a ladder out there. It, I mean, <laughs> like the chances of having a a criminal with a helicopter or mm. or man uh, stuck because, to well, the side of your wall.
2: Well, I think this is why Postman Pat did his uh, work from a helicopter these days in fact is to avoid dogs nipping at his ankles you know you're flying from a helicopter it doesn't happen
0: yeah, no. that, that, the, the dog thing does actually happen to postmen I thought I thought for years it was just one of these things that was made up for for television and stuff and then I actually spent some time actually as a postman and did in fact get chased by dogs
2: you've been a postman yeah it used to me
0: <laughs> well yeah at one point I kind of like you didn't
2: keep us posted on that sorry please carry
0: on <laughs> uh, there was one point where the, the dog actually coming looking like it was going to bite me and I was kind of like holding out the post bag protectively in between me <laughs> and it because it had quite it still had quite a bit of post in it so the dog would have had to go through a fair <laughs> amount of, of, of junk mail and uh, checks being posted before it actually got to me it had lots of sausages in it very distracting
2: for <laughs> the dogs uh, but uh, a special delivery for uh, for somebody who didn't want to use their helicopter that morning Uh, speaking about not
0: wanting to use um, helicopters um, yeah good segue yeah
1: (laughs) these two stories will be connected by unintentional consequence
0: (laughs) (laughs) but no this is this is another story that's been uh, in the news this week which is that uh, during the filming of the new James Bond film Skyfall which could in fact refer to people coming down from helicopters (laughs) I don't actually know the plot but um, <laughs> apparently uh, a stuntman uh, was going around uh, the <laughs> Grand Bazaar in Istanbul in a car and smashed into the window of a 330-year-old shop. Wow.
1: that's 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 got to cost you. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Apparently, apparently the stuntman swerved to avoid hitting extras while riding through the bazaar at high speed. Um... Ch- Surely that shouldn't have been like a, a thing where the car might have been hitting extras to such a way that it needs to swerve into a shop and i 'm not, not a stunt man it 's probably
1: fair to say the extras weren 't supposed to mess up the shop <laughs> and send the, send the the stunt man into millions of pounds worth of, worth of old timey relicness but yeah <laughs> my, my, my theory on this on this thing is that uh, this might be just generally how action movies happen. Uh, is that you know that because I mean the, the, they say he rode a motorbike through the, the, the this sort of plated glass thing on on the front on the front of this shop, and that oh, sounds a lot like, that sounds a lot like something you deliberately do in an action film. So yeah, you've got to ask how many of the stunts we've seen in big films have been just the stuntman going <laughs> oh god uh, I, I've destroyed the Elgin Marvels again. <laughs>
2: it's like, well, uh, write it in, write it in. Yeah, well, I just assume they sort of tricked him or something. Like yeah, yeah. Uh, this next shot you're going to go through this glass oh yeah yeah okay <laughs> it's and then there's, there's a stuntman in there who's going to be a really convincing actor and he's going to say yeah. you've messed up my shop and everything <laughs> and you've just got to go with it and do what James Bond would have done and leg it <laughs> is that what James Bond would have done well <laughs> he's a spy he's got to sort of get away with that being caught has he yeah, he's he not he going to fill gonna... out an expenses <laughs> form or something <laughs> 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 yeah but I know, and
0: it, it doesn't so much leg it as, as kind of like take down all the other people in the shop or something it's more what I was going for.
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh, you think he just shoot everybody? Well, not necessarily shoot.
0: <laughs> there, there, there must be scenes in James Bond where he's come across someone and had to. Like karate chop them into inactivity or something.
1: I'm almost certain James Bond has karate chopped somebody, but it was probably not to get away with like damaging property. <laughs> you know, cause, if anything, you've worsened your situation. There, it's like I was on the run from the Turkish authorities for having smashed a window, and now I'm on. Now I'm on the run from the Turkish authorities for having killed five. <laughs> <laughs> so, it's, so it's you know. <laughs> it hasn't really helped your situation particularly you, you're, you're only gonna you dig yourself a deeper and deeper hole before you know it Bond will end up wearing an unconvincing Turkish disguise running a shop so, and like playing all five of the people who supposedly work there so you know like one of their <laughs> friends will come in and will go yes it is me because it's Sean Connery it is me your your uh, your Turkish friend yes um <laughs> allow me to go and fetch Turkish friend number two though he, he may have his voice and face may have changed due to an accident <laughs>
2: there's definitely a film in this frankly <laughs> I'm not sure it's a good one though <laughs> well I just, speak uh, for
0: yourself just a film
2: um, But maybe there's a
0: wonderful quote from the guy who's um, shop was actually, um, crashed into. Um, he said, it is very nice for the Grand Bazaar to be chosen as a location for shooting this kind of movie, but the Bazaar's administration didn't notify us the shooting would be like this. (laughs) Through their window.
2: Yes. Yeah, I'm... One of you you will be chosen at random (laughs) to be the lucky recipient of a plot point. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Lucky recipient of a motorcycle.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Delivered unconventionally. At high velocity through your window.
1: (laughs) I've limited sympathy for a man whose statement there is basically, well, it's very nice that you came and did a filming here, but you didn't mention that there would be accidents. (laughs) <laughs> which is going no. well alright
0: <laughs> uh, apparently no um, uh, according to no one from the movie came to ask what are your losses they just had to file a complete complaint, complaint at the police station
2: uh, So again, uh, it's what James Bond would have done isn't it files a complaint at the <laughs> oh. police station <laughs> well, <laughs> I don't think James Bond owned the shop in this
0: No. But, well, what? I'm not sure anymore I've lost the entire track of who's playing who Bond
1: doesn't own the uh, doesn't own the shop, but he will damn well carry through that that charade and, until such time as he has either resurrected the owners or convincingly replaced them with MI five stooges. Resurrected the owners. That's one of Bond's things. Yeah, you <laughs> know, it, it, one of those Q gadgets is like two scrolls of resurrection.
2: All oh, right, yeah, he borrowed it from Live and Let Die or something. Yeah,
0: exactly. <laughs> <laughs> That sounds a bit more Indiana Jones sort of of thing.
1: (laughs) Let's not claim that that Bond is in some way more realistic than Indiana Jones.
0: (laughs) (laughs) uh, Anyway, if you've got any um, comments about uh, any of the stories that we've talked about so far, uh, you can get in touch with us, um, studio at camfm.co.uk, if you want to email us. Or if you're listening online at our website, camfm.co.uk... And then you click listen live. Then you can also send us a message through that web form. And if you're desperate, you can also send us a text via 80809. You have to text cam plus your message, and texts will cost you 10 pence. We'll be back after this short musical interlude.
2: 97.2 camfm.co.uk On
0: air and online, your camfm. <laughs> Welcome back to Burstable on Cam FM. That was Lady Hawk with black, white and blue. We are going to be talking about some more silly news stories and um, now we're going to have a section themed with about the Olympics. Everyone's uh, favorite go-to thing for news stories at the moment. There are so many Olympic news stories. It's it's getting a bit ridiculous. There's still like 3 months to go or something.
2: It's terrifying.
0: What what's the news going to be like when the Olympics are actually on? There there will be no time for any other news.
1: Well, then it becomes one story really, rather than lots of isolated ones. Every day the paper's headline will just be Olympics continues, <laughs> and then presumably on one day Olympics does not continue, <laughs> and, then, and then we can and then we can return to the fragmentary stuff.
0: Well, well, what kind of like just like different bits of the Olympics that that, that happened.
2: <laughs> no, we'll be, we'll be looking forward to uh, 2016. I think. <laughs> yeah, with uh, the Olympic
1: aftermath, there's sure to be controversies and so on surrounding the Olympic aftermath. Uh, it's, it's, it's almost it's almost a requirement. It'll be like the millenni- Millennium Dome. You remember how after that had been done, they raked over the coals for about five years with sort of going, Whoa, ah, "This minister bought a biro, and it cost him a pound." Scandal,
2: waste of money.
1: <laughs> yes, yeah, so, along similar lines. I, I'll bet they bought a fair few biros, whilst you know constructing the <laughs> for several billion pounds. So yeah. and each each one each one is a, a reasonably worthy scandal in itself. So I think I think the press will keep themselves so entertained
2: with that for a while. Well, to be fair, it was quite useful to have pens in the uh, the pen dome, you know, the pen pen zone, the, the pen zone. Yeah. <laughs>
1: The, the, the worst episode of the crystal maze ever <laughs> and, now, and, now, and now kids we're going to the stationary zone. who wants to help Richard sort the staplers uh, <laughs> how do you, how would you sort the staplers I mean, uh, by size <laughs> and um general destroyedness like weaponry potential. <laughs> <laughs> you don't, um, don't want to take a safety stapler on your spy mission you know where you, you're going undercover as a as a <laughs> as a menial office office slogger uh, and your only armament is a stapler you don't want those safety ones no no
0: now pay attention 007 <laughs> this end on all of the smirsh agents <laughs> that, 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 that's about the limit of my uh, James Bond knowledge there now smirsh, smirsh? I I don't know about Smursh. <laughs> I, 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 it I sounds, got,
2: sounds delicious whatever it is
0: But <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> I, I probably got confused with a James Bond parody there <laughs> knowing me but, <laughs> but anyway um, moving on um, we've got a story there was there was going to be a Greek warship uh, not like a modern warship a Greek um, trireme ancient Greek um, warship that people have built a replica of that was going to sail down the Thames um, with carrying the Olympic torch before the get- games opened and this has had to be cancelled, because they're worried that it's going to be too popular. All
1: ah, right. So what, well, there might be great big thronging crowds around the Thames, and then everybody will get shoved into the Thames, and then there will be, like, ten million YouTube videos, <laughs> including that Infernal Fenton thing dubbed over it, for each particular person. So, like, you know, it'll be as if, for every person who's in the water, there was one person on the bank shouting the Fenton thing. <laughs> It'll be sort of, you know, the no, Fenton remix. Not that
0: not, 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 not you're fed up of that
1: at oh, all. Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> no that, I, I was fed up of that video like, as the first frame of it appeared the first time I saw it. It was, oh, this is YouTube. This is going to be <laughs> YouTube-esque. It is going to be nothing but pure YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm driving to have YouTube become an adjective for generically
0: bad or awful. So
2: I, th- I thought it was quite funny. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Well, so was that moment there when Jonathan replied, was that pure YouTube or was that not? <laughs> well, okay, so I don't think
1: I'd be able to make a video of Jonathan going, I thought it was quite funny. <laughs> I don't think I'd be able to make that go uh, viral. You'll so. need to
2: put a 45 second intro at the beginning of it where it sort of mark it. it goes across the s- screen explaining exactly what's going to happen.
1: Oh yeah, Okay. <laughs> Maybe I could get something out of it by having a really hyped intro. That was, you know, it was like, you know, <laughs> What will he say? <laughs> <laughs> Controversy of the century. How's
2: <laughs> 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 those twister going on in the background? Yeah, exactly. Whatever that is. Fireworks. <laughs> and then just, oh, that was quite funny.
0: Yeah. <laughs> dun, dun. That could actually be funny in itself just because of the sheer amount of build-up compared to the <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, Exactly. exactly. Mm -hmm.
1: So let's get right on that. To heck with the silly radio business.
0: Yeah, so uh, is that going to be on YouTube by the time of the next show? (laughs) I hope not. I'll do my best. (laughs) But, um, yeah, it it is actually just the fact they're worried about the crowd, but I just love the fact that they've actually said uh, that... that, um, major concerns that the spectacle would be too attractive to visitors. Like, they just get sucked in towards it. There would be no way of going, oh, it might be a bit busy, we might not be able to see the boat. Um, <laughs> people would just go, no, I don't care, so long as there is a trireme in the area, I must be in its vicinity, possibly in the water that it is also sharing. Because <laughs> isn't that... That, that's a, that's a problem with like major events, and like big crowds and stuff. And obviously, you've got to look after those. But do people not occasionally go turn up and go? Ah, oh, there's a big crowd here. Can't see anything. Let's go. Let's go to the pub.
1: I think they quite often turn up there and go. There's quite a big crowd here. But I'll bet you I could see the big chippy thing with some strategic shoving. And then they go, well, he fell in the water, do the Fenton thing, all right, done, excellent, now I've got a good view. And then the next <laughs> person shows up and goes, It's quite a big crowd, but one person having fallen in the tens, the situation is now exactly what it was. So they shove forwards, one person goes,
2: <laughs>
1: do the Fenton thing, move on. And so you see... You see <laughs> it's starting it's to g-
2: sound like one of those things at fairgrounds, where you put a, coi- a penny in the slot and there's a yeah, tray exactly. full of um, pennies going back and forth.
1: Precisely. Uh, well, alternatively, it's the song Ten Green Bottles for Fatalists. <laughs> because it be, you know, there's the, 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 there's a hundred tedious tourists standing on the Thames. There's a hundred tedious tourists standing on the Thames. If one extra tedious tourist would shove that tourist, which is at the front of the crowd, into the Thames and then do the fent thing, <laughs> then there'll be a hundred tedious tourists standing on the Thames. Iterate.
0: The, 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 this doesn't sound like a fun song
1: to sing. Chris. It doesn't. No. <laughs> <laughs> and yet they will. That is the mystery of tourism. It, it is embodied by that song. <laughs> It's like there's, there's just one mystery of tourism, and it, it's just why do they bother? Yeah, that's that, that is the one that that encompasses all the other mysteries of tourism. Uh, glad
0: glad we got that sorted out. If anyone has any answers to the mysteries of tourism, uh, we would we would love emails about that. Or if anybody would like to give a complete rendition of the Hundred tourists song, uh, we'd quite like to hear that as well. <laughs> uh, we we did actually have a few comments about the. Uh, the idea of um, people on helicopters airdropping food and stuff, and so sort I'm of saying I've seen the way postmen drive. I've also seen the way people airdrop things. This, this, the combination of these two is not something I'd like to see happen. <laughs> Would you like to see them airdrop a postman?
1: That's probably the main question.
0: <laughs> uh, and they also pointed out keel hauling isn't supposed to be safe. Uh, it's supposed to be like what you do when you. <laughs> when you're t- try to uh, try to uh, yeah. mutiny against the ship's it, captain. Its, it's
1: primary purpose is not cleaning the barnacles. <laughs> <laughs> they, they just sort of go ships dragging a bit in the water. <laughs> Send Dave over the side. Little Jim,
2: come on. <laughs> 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 Give him a squeegee and kilo. <laughs> <laughs> a squeegee, a squeegee. Yes. Put him in the giant squeegee. <laughs>
1: Why are we With putting him in the squeegee, Captain? Why don't we just keel-hole the squeegee? No!
2: <laughs> don't <laughs> question my methods! Needs
1: to weigh more. Well, maybe we could put the anchor in the, in, in the squeegee. No! no.
0: <laughs> Too much. Too much away. <laughs> <laughs> a human body is precisely the right amount of weight <laughs> for the squeegee to be squeegeed along the bottom of the ship. <laughs> well, why don't we put dead Steve in the squeegee? It's, uh, well, no, he's <laughs> a live
1: human to sort of wriggle a bit. <laughs> you
2: no, know, health and safety would never approve d- dead Steve going <laughs> underneath the boat. He's not actually dead; it's just his nickname. <laughs> he's just very lazy. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I suppose it's for, it'd be a good nickname for getting away with assassinations. Is somebody would turn up and go, "Hey, is Steve around?" He's like, "You mean dead, Steve?" He's like, "Ah, fair enough." <laughs> it, no, it'd be like pushes got- the hundred
2: assassins into the water. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> the 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 late would work there as well. If your nickname was just the late, whatever your name was. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Anything else that means dead, really? <laughs> Well, we, we, we could start going into the entire ex paris sketch here. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I, I don't think pushing up the daisies is a particularly great nickname, frankly. The complete sketch is a terrible nickname. So <laughs> like, hey,
1: it's Michael who has ceased to be. Michael who no longer. <laughs> <laughs> Five minutes later, say what? <laughs> and oh, nothing. Say hello. Uh, however, it is still
0: a lot shorter than the hundred tedious tourists. song. That is true. <laughs> Uh, di- uh, did you see the uh, the Olympic rings got um, towed down on a barge down the Thames? And they were like, apparently they were supposed to be these massive Olympic rings, and when you saw them, they were actually a bit you go, okay. They're as, as they're, the, they're big, but as big things go, they're pretty small. But yeah,
2: that was a the thing. They intentionally made them unattractive, so, <laughs> so they wouldn't have too many tourists. <laughs> That's yeah. how this works.
0: Oh, yeah, and then you have the much shorter song.
1: There's five tedious tourists standing on the Thames. If a sixth tourist were to turn up, then that tourist would uh, file uh, conveniently into position alongside the others, and then there'd be six tedious tourists standing on the Thames. <laughs>
2: and eventually <laughs> no. we get back to the 100
1: tourists song. And, and uh, uh, Yeah, and then you're stuck. But as long as you stop because demand has been satisfied, <laughs> th- then you're okay. Well, I
0: thought you were going to say, and then uh, if a sixth tedious tourists turned up, it'd be a miracle. I mean, what, five <laughs> people was enough, but six? <laughs>
1: Oh, dear. But um, I don't know, if, if you had the Olympic rings being towed along the Thames on a barge, that would suggest to me that the Olympic rings were being taken away for servicing. <laughs> <laughs> because you know, you know, sometimes you see an, like an aircraft on a barge or something. That's, that's not a good sign for the aircraft in question. In Venice, you sometimes see a barge just being a barge, and that's a perfectly good sign for a barge. I thought, so you're gonna say, I thought you were going
0: to say a barge on a barge. Well uh, Yeah, barge on a barge is a bad sign. That's Barge-ception! <laughs> How many layers of barges can we get down here?
2: We need to go deeper!
0: <laughs> no, we don't! They're flying to float! Oh, that's a point, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you're
1: talking about a submarine on a submarine.
2: <laughs> that's, that's true. It's <laughs> a different puzzle. Submarine-ception it's not quite as catchy. But You'd
0: probably nest them, in fairness. You'd have <laughs> a submarine inside a submarine. So does that mean you'd have to have water inside one specific bit of the outer submarine? Probably, yeah. That wouldn't really be a submarine. That's actually a sunken boat, <laughs> in, in, in fairness. <laughs> uh-huh. But um, the other Olympic news stories that we've got here are a couple of things that are being done uh, to celebrate the fact that lots of people are going to be around so we can do lots of crazy things, right. <laughs> I think, is the uh, good judging for these stories what, what people are actually thinking. Um, first one is that... Um, people have been doing bits of, um, Two Gentlemen of Verona on tube trains in between stations on the, on, on the South Bank. Um, to, to... There were parts of celebrations marking the opening of Blackfriars South as well, apparently. Oh,
1: right. Uh, a tube station, presumably.
0: Yeah, apparently. And so, uh, yeah basically they, 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 they I, I, it makes me wonder because apparently the, um, e- each scene of the comedy lasted between two and four minutes so they fitted between stops on the tube did, did that mean that you'd go go, get, get, go along one stop see part of the story and then the actors would just kind of all sit down while the doors opened and people filed in and filed out <laughs> and the doors were shut and the actors would just jump up and start a brand new scene causing everyone who'd got on at that point to go what the what is going on here and I was like going <laughs> It, it, it happens. Deal with it. <laughs> and then, which it's,
1: it seems like a good idea not to surprise people too much on the tube. You know, but, <laughs> I suppose as long as everybody's told the authorities and they're, they're aware to sort of to respond to any sort of reports of really confusing terrorism by going, "No, that's Shakespeare." <laughs> <laughs>
2: um, it's o- hard to tell the difference sometimes. It, isn't? it, it
1: often is. <laughs> Am I dead or have I merely been exposed to Act One of King Lear? <laughs> <laughs>
0: Yeah. But uh, apparently, also a um, there were some guys uh, masquerading as station staff who were performing Shakespeare-inspired improvised raps <laughs> uh, <laughs> as um, surprise passengers arrived. All right, um, Michael, go. Oh, no, you've got to give me, no, I, 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 I will give a Shakespeare-slash-train-themed rap if someone, if you give me some actual, what's well, no, actual that's point th- of being an improvised? If I'd warned you, then you'd, you know, you'd had time to prepare. It's but it wouldn't be
2: improvised. The only
1: viable solution was to just go, rap. But, alas, <laughs> <laughs> there was no rap.
0: There, there was no rap. Um, I think, yeah, I, I'm not going to do a rap because I can't rap <laughs> fundamentally. And um, bad rap is... I should point out you also can't
1: pull that back on me by the same rules as the as the kids game of tag. You know, it's like, you know, I, I, I just got you. You, you. you you can't pull a surprise rap request on me at this point. No. no rap backs. Exactly, yeah. Either one of us could get Jonathan, although he is now
0: kind of forward. <laughs> Yeah, but it, it doesn't know what the topic's going to be. We could we could go move on to a completely different news story, and then and then just go, Jonathan, rap! No, <laughs>
1: <laughs> let's have a rapping couplet about keel hauling. <coughs>
0: <laughs> uh, but but um, yes, the the, the, the uh, brilliant line at the end of this story though is, Blackfriars South will be fully operational. In the summer, which to me just brings into mind Star Wars: Return of the Jedi, <laughs> when the <laughs> Emperor is posting about uh, uh, the rebels will feel the might of this fully operational battle station. <laughs> <laughs> so, just wondering, where Blackfire South is actually some sort of giant laser firing. You think it's going to sort of rise out of the ground (laughs) like a sort of a horrible city-destroying robot.
2: (laughs) You'll wish you'd never done two-minute Shakespeare thingies on the tube. (laughs) Well, I just assume the two-minute Shakespeare things is just a clever cover-up. You know, nobody will suspect that it's evil if we mask it with rap and Shakespeare. Oh, yeah, yeah.
1: Every well now and then, known <laughs> smoke
2: screens <for laughs> but every now
1: and then the, the station makes a PA and goes I will rise so they got to do Shakespeare to drown that out <laughs> I, I,
2: I was I, <laughs> what? evil Steve please stop going on the intercom no <laughs> I must do this <laughs> exactly
1: and they've checked all the evil Steves and it's none of them you know yeah it's it's, it's the spirit of the station
0: <laughs> well, I was thinking more it was like a super weapon like that one in, in one of the Doctor Who episodes from Beneath London that, that shoots it's one of the alien spaceships.
1: Oh yeah, okay. I think I remember that was about seven years ago. So that that's alarmingly
2: good memory on your part. <laughs> I'm noticing a theme before all through all the things you're <laughs> you're you're uh, remembering here.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Well, uh, moving on. There's a, another another amazing thing that has been uh, made in the, in this Leo culture, which is an inflatable Stonehenge. It's like a bouncy castle Stonehenge.
2: I think it was mandated by health and safety. Actually, the uh, the stone is a bit too, bit too nasty. You know, run into it by mistake, <laughs> as, as I often do when I go to <laughs> national monuments. You <laughs> you just run, run into <laughs> them. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody said I couldn't do that.
0: <laughs> it's like the Leaning Tower of Pisa is actually just leaning because someone ran into it.
2: Yeah, sorry about that.
0: <laughs> well, people ran into it in an unequal
1: fashion. Well, it, it would have been fine if people had been running into it from all directions. <laughs> in, you know, in a balanced manner. So. <laughs> There's probably a, it's probably on a slope. That'll be what caused it. <laughs> then the people running into it from one direction got more, more momentum than the other.
0: But now, going back to this this bouncy Stonehenge, um, oh, yeah. th- there's some brilliant quotes which are, we had 112 kids bouncing on it this morning, it's a very entry-level way into thinking about ancient history for five-year-olds.
2: <laughs> yes, because that's what they're thinking about when they're jumping around on a bouncy yeah. castle. Hey, it's great, this ancient history! Whee! <laughs> I'm totally thinking about how this was constructed.
1: <laughs> Although it's a very advanced bouncy castle at the other end of the spectrum. So, if, yeah. if you've been climbing the ladders of increasingly complex, bouncy castles, this is, you know, this is probably near the top.
2: So, you, you uh, think this was the original purpose of Stonehenge, was it? They're sort of
1: <laughs> starting, oh,
2: come on, ug. Ugh! <laughs> you need something bouncy, stone! <laughs> now blow into this and don't stop. <laughs> <laughs> it's not getting bouncier. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah, uh, uh, other, qu- other quotations, uh, about it. Um, this is it's actually set up in Glasgow at the moment, um... People have been wanting to get on it, and we've had all ages from 7 to 70. That's not all ages. <laughs> That's a very specific set of ages. <laughs> <laughs> also, uh, also um, well, you had 112 kids, and none of them were under 7? Really? You didn't have any 6-year-olds on there? A 6-year-olds banned from this? <laughs> uh, also, it said 5-year-olds before. It said it was a way of thinking about ancient... History for five-year-olds, it and sounds- you're claiming that we've got people from seven to seventy. Your story does not
1: match up. It sounds like they've had a problem with poetry here. You know that they- they've wanted to say blah to blati. And so they were like 5 to 50. Well, that's not very good. It's a bit
2: ageist. Mm. <laughs> we need so to even out our discrimination yeah, between young uh, and yeah. old. So
1: 6 to 60, well, it's It's, it's still a little bit, you know, 7 to 70, that's about right. You know, if you're if you were over 70 and you went on a romantic Castle, you're probably breaking off. And, and we're only missing two years' worth of tiny children. Excellent. And it's more poetic than 5 to 70. Give it the rubber stamp. I'm sure nobody will quarrel with
0: this. But no.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: oh. Yeah, well, Robert Barnes, seventy-two, apparently didn't um, have a go on it, but him, um, his, uh, he thinks it's great. Um, he says my grandson's been playing on it and I can't get him off. Um, Which, uh, uh, you, there's no, nothing no, funny about that. No, uh, no, no, <laughs> no, it's just like, it's just like uh, imagining it, this guy is, is is he just like run, running around the outside of the of, of Stonehenge, going <laughs> Fenton. <laughs> Fenton! <laughs>
2: <laughs> no! Uh,
0: for, for, for those of you playing along at home, uh, Chris just threatened to throw something at Jonathan for his references
2: to YouTube. Some sort of masking tape type thing. <laughs> See, this is this is. You should have picked staples. You know, we were discussing how. how uh, <laughs> I've how only got the safety are.
0: kind. Uh, I, no wouldn't, I wouldn't have been able to inflict any damage. <laughs> Oh, no, I, th- I think before this turns into full scale war Between <laughs> my, my co-host and our guest uh, I think we're going to take a short musical break And we'll be back with some more silly news After this
1: On air and online For students across Cambridge Your station Your CamFM
0: Welcome back to Burst of Long, Cam-FM. That was your song by Ellie Goulding and we've got a couple more silly news stories to talk about before we come up to the end of the show. And since I've already made a Doctor Who reference in this show, it seems uh, appropriate to start this section with a uh, Doctor Who-related science story, um, which is that people in um, Dundee University have invented that what they're calling their inversion version of Doctor Who's s- sonic screwdriver, and uh, basically. Um, It's a machine which uses ultrasound to lift and rotate a rubber disc floating in a cylinder of water. So it's got quite a long way to go (laughs) before it actually matches the uh, sonic screwdriver as used as a deus ex (laughs) machina
2: regularly in the TV (laughs) programme. Didn't you see the episode where they did that? He he goes, and a a rubber disc rotates in a cylinder of water. It's a very key plot point.
1: Yeah, yeah. yeah Davros was standing on it
2: was, uh, <laughs> <laughs> i'm getting slightly dizzy <laughs> oh, can you? Oh,
0: it's the um, when, when the old style Daleks were on and they used to go they learnt to, to like use a force field to get very slowly go upstairs, it just looked to me like what you should do is stand at the top of the stairs with a long stick and just kind of like, poke the top of the Dalek and they'd be so unbalanced that they would just roll all the way back down to the bottom of the stairs again. <laughs> Um, oh, man. See, th- now these
1: guys who uh, created their ultrasound device, um, I, I i got some quarrels with that, so they've, they've obviously gone for the Doctor Who thing here for the press release. But, okay, so what what they've done is they've said, aha, our ultrasound device can lift and turn this rubber disc thing, right? And ultrasound also could previously be used to push things around um, using cruder mechanisms. Therefore... Much like Doctor Who's Sonic Screwdriver, it can both turn things and do other stuff. (laughs) Now, where other stuff here means moving things. But the problem there... Is that presumably Doctor Who's Sonic Screwdriver began as just a plain old screwdriver and then gradually gained features? You know, so like model one of the Sonic Screwdriver would have had a sort of a, a man in a man in overalls who's probably from the north, say saying, "Hey up, can turn screws from across room <laughs> using using brand new Sonic Screwdriver," and then it gradually would have gained features until sort of 50 years later, there's a, another advert with a guy going, "Hey up, can now resurrect humans," <laughs> you know, <laughs> as well as previous hundred features <laughs> that it, essentially it's like a, a Dremel workmate uh, but, but it includes miraculous powers um, but the problem is that its first feature was a screwdriver whereas their thing could poke stuff, and now has gained the feature of turning stuff. Unlike a screwdriver, which starts by turning stuff. So what they've got, if anything, is a sonic barge pole. <laughs> sure, sure. Because the barge pole's <laughs> original feature is to poke stuff and move it. And then this is the sonic barge pole, where, the <laughs> where you have the, the Dremel guy sort of going, hey, oh. not only can barge pole poke barge, <laughs> it can also turn the thing that is on barge. Especially if Davros is on barge. Most convenient.
0: <laughs> so, well, well, the so sonic barge Which, pole. which, which layer of barge <laughs> would Dadafoss be in <laughs> yeah D- Davos didn't get any rotation to the Olympic Games <laughs> no, um, but, no, but I disagree because crucially the thing about screwdrivers it doesn't just turn things around it turns things around which then causes them to go forwards and backwards True, but its main deal is turning. It's,
1: it's, yeah. <laughs> I, I agree that it does move things, but only by virtue of their contrived construction, <laughs> such that that happens. Like you know, you, you could imagine like the totally pointless screw that is completely smooth, <laughs> and it would nonetheless turn. You
2: know, it wouldn't
1: go anywhere, but it would turn.
2: I, I never thought you- of a screw as a machine before. But- <laughs>
1: I th- I, it's a, a simple machine in the, uh, in the in the tradition of A level physics,
0: isn't it?
2: Oh yeah, yes. like
1: an inclined plane is a simple machine, you yeah, that kind of thing.
0: <laughs> well, there's also the um, Archimedes screw, which like lifts things, It's water, True. but didn't go anywhere. Ha! Pardon?
1: <laughs> the Archimedes screw did not itself go anywhere. No, it didn't. Ha! No, not that you had an Archimedes screwdriver.
2: <laughs> Yeah, would be really See, Archimedes should have released his uh, Archimedes screw and said oh it's just like Doctor Who he <laughs> <laughs> got much more press coverage if he'd done that <laughs> oh, yes. but, uh, uh, it, it's just bizarre the, uh, the idea of
0: going like, we've made a, a, a useful technological advance, how should we make this sound better, let's link it to a kids TV programme yeah, <laughs> kids <laughs> I, I, I'm happy to admit that Doctor Who is mostly aimed at children mostly okay okay. would you prefer if I said family TV program
2: no what would have made <laughs> you
0: happier in this situation what should I have described Doctor Who as an awesome program <laughs> An awesome book. That well-known category yes. of TV programme.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's on the BBC iPlayer. Comedy, drama, awesome. <laughs> <laughs> why didn't I always click that one? Why have I been s- listening to the conventional <laughs> genres?
2: I keep clicking on the
0: substandard button. because I don't know
1: why I do it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, dear. But um, moving on, L- th- th- this is one which almost sounds like it was inspired by a Doctor Who episode um do you remember the autons the kind of like oh, plastic yeah, yeah. shop dummies. The, the first
2: yeah. one when it came back
0: yeah just about that one where rose
1: gets eaten by a bin
2: no mickey no, gets no, eaten uh, by a
1: bin oh does he oh okay well fair enough
0: <laughs> <laughs> you failed to distinguish the two <laughs> they're all humans they all look alike <laughs> <laughs> okay oh, but um basically here we've got a um a woman has been arrested after a shop dummy was entered as a candidate for the council elections in Aberdeen.
2: <laughs> well, to be fair, it's very good at not answering questions, so they just assumed it was a politician to start with.
0: <laughs> Apparently was entered on the name Helena Torrey. Um, I'm not sure whether that has any significance or not. Um, does anyone? No. Uh, well,
1: Torrey sounds a bit like Tory, so they, they might have been sort of going, ah, conservative politicians, they're useful as shop dummies, by which I mean quite useful. You know, for for, for demonstrating merchandise.
0: <laughs> but uh, well, the wonderful the, the, the bit about this story is that the mannequin has apparently been seized by police <laughs> for for questioning. I don't know.
2: <laughs> they <laughs> mean
0: arrested, don't they? <laughs> <laughs> it's like going. To make sure that no-one else tries to enter it as a candidate? It's too popular. Health and safety reasons. It's too popular. The crowds that would turn out to hear this, to see this shop dummy, um, <laughs> maybe hear it as well. I don't know, if someone put a microchip inside the back of it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I support truth, justice, freedom, and the Aberdeen <laughs> way.
2: And the plastics industry. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Feed me humans. <laughs> <laughs> Any humans. <laughs>
2: Oh, I, I was I was, I was
0: uh, having that as feed me, comma, humans. It was like oh. asking the humans to feed it, not f- actually use humans yeah, as a foodstuff. The, the, the full statement was obviously feed me humans, humans. Well, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, the, 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 the plastic dummy autons obviously aren't actually that great at grammar. <laughs> Making themselves... I, I think yeah.
1: it's acceptable grammar. They're, they're not good at constructing unambiguous sentences. That's, that's fair to say. Uh, that that's why a... they're so angry. <laughs> They're constantly trying to explain their their peaceful need for plastics, but it always comes it always comes across the wrong way. So <laughs>
0: declaration of war. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. You know, I it. You, you you must have had that thing where you said something to someone and then realised, to straightly afterwards, <laughs> <I've> declared war. <laughs> yeah, it's done oh, no, no, so, so many times. Many times. No, not declared <laughs> war, but afterwards you realise what you've just actually said and how it's come across, and you're like. Uh, I didn't mean to say that. I can't think of any examples I can repeat on the
1: radio. But, <laughs> yeah. but yes,
0: I, I, do, I do know what you mean.
2: Oh yes, no, this reminded me of, you know, if they, if they had actually got the dummy in, it might, may have been elected. There was. A, a, this reminded me of a story from 1967, I think, where... <laughs> where
0: You're you being well, well old enough to remember oh, 1967 yes. well.
2: Yes, I remember it well. But it was actually a town in Ecuador, uh, a town called Picoaz, is- I can't pronounce... Can't pronounce Spanish, but uh, anyway, this election for for mayor was won by a foot powder due to a very clever advertising campaign. Or, well, I don't know if you could say clever, very manipulative and devious advertising campaign. Uh, they had a, a, a slogan: "Vote for any candidate, but if you want well-being and hygiene, vote for foot powder." <laughs> It's just so cheesy.
1: <laughs> they, d- they did give the h- Footpad a human-sounding
0: name, didn't they? So that people weren't just writing in Footpad. <laughs> <laughs> that that would have been quite amusing. It's like, d- like uh, well, what? So that it, the equivalence of that would be uh, Ma- Man E Quinn, <laughs> <laughs> <That's> <laughs> like Mandy E Quinn um, for for this one. Which just actually the surname Quinn just reminds me. Why is it that in in the world of Batman? There's a slight tangent here. All of the all the all of the all of the bad guys in Batman, their names could obviously be changed slightly in order to be a pun on something uh, which is related to how they become a a villain. Is that true? <laughs> what, like for example, the Joker? no one no, okay. yeah. no, 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 no one knows who the Joker is. The Joker is an exception, but there's oh, okay. uh, Enigma who becomes a riddler. <laughs> <laughs> okay,
1: okay,
0: and Harley Harleen Quinn, who's who be- Harlequin, Quinn. yeah, he becomes a <laughs> motorcycle.
1: <laughs> what's, what, what's the Penguin's real name?
0: Uh, I... I don't know. You're short, short
2: of Edward G. Robinson, obviously. <laughs> I don't know. His definitive <laughs> incarnation. Miss, Mr. Spurg, uh, first name I, I think, first letter <laughs> I. In, not first name.
0: <laughs> uh, something M. Pogor, I don't know. Oh, yeah. okay. <laughs> first, yes, okay. I, I've now reached the end of my, uh, I've had my knowledge. If I was putting a political candidate, I think I'd name them M.T. Shirt. That's <laughs> a, that's a
1: thing. <laughs> Is it? (laughs) An empty shirt is a thing It's uh, a a completely useless um, I think usually a political operator Uh, Maybe any kind of worker drone
2: I I assume (laughs) you've done the same thing with the dummy Just removed the dummy bit and just the clothes
1: (laughs) 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 Uh, That's my jingle for when when I've made a joke that doesn't go over well
0: (laughs) 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 But um, yeah, we're actually uh, coming coming to the end of the show And uh, that's about all we've got time for so alas yeah but when will we return michael uh we'll be back in a week's time with some more unusual news stories and um a new guest (laughs) <laughs> Sorry, unless <laughs> you're, you're looking. Right so yeah, like, oh. yeah uh, that's something quite D- insulting D- to Jonathan. It's like, well, have <laughs> got rid of you. That will teach me to bring up Fenton during <laughs> during the show. Yeah, well, congratulations on surviving that. Yeah, <laughs> uh, with, with Chris, Chris did look like he, he's in quite a, quite an aggressive mood after following that,
2: <laughs> following you bringing that up, dodging the the role of sellotape.
1: Yeah. Well, so Jonathan, you're now sentenced to a complete rendition of the uh, 100 Taurus song. <laughs> Uh, and and we'll return uh, this time next week thank you very much and good night